this is Rachel this McElroy. This is going to be a fun one, isn't it? <laughs> this is going to be a fun one. Introduce yourself. This is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. So this is a show where we talk about things that we like, things that are good, things we're into. It's been a, uh, a minute since new. we've... Uh, let's, let's see if we have any new friends in the studio. Oh, wait. It's us. Yeah, we're in our East Coast office. We have, uh, we're summering in our East Coast and home. Falling and, and falling and springing. Wintering. And wintering. And, um, and here indefinitely, hopefully forever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here in Washington, D.C., we've completed our, our sojourn across uh, this great, this great nation of ours. Yeah. And, and we took planes. Like, I don't want to make it sound like we drove across the country with our two young children. Like, no, we're not heroes. But we did go all over this dang country uh, in, in during our, our uh, flight from Texas. Uh, it all went great. Sadly, we did lose a friend, and that friend was my office chair, was damaged <laughs> in the move, which I found out. <laughs> Yesterday, um, uh, I sat down to do a recording, and I heard a pop, uh, a sort of squishy pop noise uh-huh. come from my butt area, which is never where do you want that. <laughs> and uh, I, I stood up to see that uh, my chair had quite literally exploded underneath and <laughs> shot ink black oil all over our carpet that we had had installed the day prior. <laughs> Uh, And I told Griffin, like, when he told me, I was mostly glad that he was the first person to get a stain. And it was a bad one. I didn't want to be the first stain person. I got the stain mostly up. But anyway, the energy in the room is as such. Rachel (laughs) sitting in her usual chair. My beautiful chair purchased for me after much complaint. Rugged chair. Yeah, survived. No problem. Uh, I'm sitting in a beam chair. As I was walking into the office, I thought to myself, well, Griffin doesn't have a chair. One, I bet he's been using mine. Two, what's he going to do when we're both there? Yeah. And like a true gentleman. Yeah. He gave me the chair. Well, it is gentlemanly (laughs) to do. And you know what else it is like to do? It's a really big Dharma move. (laughs) I'm sitting here, Chrissy Crossy Apple (laughs) Saucy, right on the floor. And you're you're in your your business chair. Yeah. Doing looking God, down on you quite looking literally, down on yeah. me and my finances. <laughs> I uh, 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 the mic stand doesn't reach down this yeah, far, so, so I am hold- holding it in one hand. It feels like we're you're like a real rogue reporter right now. Just I'm like- a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a cool <laughs> camp counselor, and I want to talk to you about drugs. Um, no, we're, we want to talk to you about the. the you will have a like. chair, though. You ordered another one. You I will did. have one by next recording. I pray, right? to, I pray to God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have a small wonder that you want to share with our friends? Hmm. That noise is good. Henry's been really into sending um, memojis, those like animated yeah, emoji videos. Yeah. And he sent one to Travis yesterday that was just the octopus memoji. Yeah. But he just made him go. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. I guess that's my small wonder. We sent we sent a cat to your brother Justin and he made meow noises for that. Oh, that's fun. Um my small wonder is going to be uh gosh, the whole new selection of like foods and groceries and yes. just the experience when you get to a new city 
and and you're like, what do people eat here, yeah. and where do they get it from? Like we're we're having that in real time. That's we've been here fun. a week now, and uh, and it's and we've eaten at quite a few new establishments. We live very close to a Nando's, which I've always been intrigued by. Uh, and uh, I got I got myself uh, some some chicken wrap with the with the spicy French fries from Nando's. Mm, golly, it's yeah. just as good as everybody. They call says. them chips. That's have you wonderful. noticed that? No, yeah, how fun. how continental? <laughs> um, you go first. I go first this week. I'm shooting from the hip a bit. I did not prepare. My office is still in its, I would say, nascent pupil stage and a larval stage uh-huh. of being set up. So, uh, uh, we're we're coming in real hot on this one. I want to talk about a game that I have always admired from afar but it was kept out of reach based on my sort of location on earth uh and now it is it is at my fingertips and it's at henry's fingertips and we've been playing it nonstop. it's pokemon go pokemon go the uh I have talked about Pokemon before. You're making a face at me like... Well, I didn't realize... So the Pokemon Go from your... Yeah. Didn't have the little clicky guy that you have now. Sure. So Rachel is referencing the Pokemon Go Plus, which is a little um, accessory that I think was available very shortly after launch. Uh, I thought this was a whole new Pokemon game. No, no. It's the same old Pokemon game. It came out in 2016 from a developer called Niantic, uh, who specializes in making these, like, geolocation-based games where your position uh, in the real world references your position in the game world, which is sort of overlaid on top of it. And so your sort of exploration and most of the game mechanics involve exploring the real world city in which you live um uh the pokemon go plus is just like a little uh accessory that you can you know slide onto your watch band or whatever and then if while you're walking around and a pokemon is nearby you don't have to pull out your phone and throw balls at it you just oh, click the button okay and it, it okay will do it yeah you. i didn't really know for sure how it was working yeah. i knew that you had to have your phone yes uh, but I didn't understand how the little clicker interacted. And obviously it was in Austin, but our uh, neighborhood was completely devoid of like cell signal. Well, yeah, um, and just not a lot of pedestrians in our area. Not a lot of walking. In, yeah. in, in, I mean, not a lot of, unless you live like in the city, like yeah. unless you live downtown, Austin is not a particularly walkable place. Correct. You can obviously drive to one of the many gorgeous parks uh, or walk to one of the gorgeous parks that are there, and there will be ample opportunities for you to catch monsters uh, on the go. Uh, <laughs> but man, we live in D.C. Like we live in in the city, just a few minutes from a, a metro station, and I would say about a thousand Poke stops, which is where you visit <laughs> to get your Pokeballs and items and stuff like that. I'm glad that you brought this because I have wanted to ask questions about it. Uh, Please, yeah, because it is the thing most frequently that will get Henry out of the house right now. Yes, which is exciting for very, me. Very, very, very. We're also in this salesperson mode uh-huh. still for the city, and it's working. Like Henry. I think is yeah. really enjoying it. We, here. We've tried to do like a fun thing almost every day yeah. that like kind of introduces the city to him in like an exciting way. Yeah. Uh, and it used to be you could only really get him out of the house if you were like, all right, uh, we'll go to Target. Yeah. But have you noticed? 
He hasn't asked really to go to Target lately. Yeah, and we live pretty close to each other. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like one of the first uh, things I did with him here is I wanted to ride the bus with him so I could like introduce him to yeah. to the bus. He obviously he we took him on the subway last time we came here when we were in our first sort of. He loves that mode. subway, man. He loves the subway, uh, and so we took a bus and just like at every bus stop, he would like catch a few monsters and uh, <laughs> spin a polka stop and then we we took this bus all the way down to georgetown and uh went and saw the dc super pets movie which second small wonder pretty fun i'll say that's <laughs> yeah. my review uh but and then we would just come home and look at our horde of pokemon that we had caught during our our walk or journey or whatever and it's it's amazing it's really 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 great so I want to ask, so you get a lot of duplicates because yes. uh, we spent a lot of time in, in our neighborhood. Sure. Um, and you, I heard you mention something like if you get enough of the same kind, you can do something else. Yeah. Or? So when you catch a Pokemon, you can later on, you can transfer it to the Pokemon professor for research purposes. And in exchange, you get a piece of candy that is exclusive <laughs> to that Pokemon. And okay. then you feed another one of that same Pokemon, that candy, and it evolves them to their form. There is a, so so when the game launched in 2016, I was like stoked. I was like on top of it. We were in Austin at the time and I was, uh, you know, I was, I was ready and raring to get out Yeah, I remember you like got out of the house like eagerly to to get started. But the game was in rough shape when it launched. Both sort of um, technically like crashing was a huge issue um just shit just straight up did not work most of the time but even when it did work there wasn't much to do uh you could walk around and catch pokemon and you could find eggs and hatch those and then there was this really rudimentary like gym battling system that was not very good now there's almost too much to do like i'm still finding new sort of features like now team rocket is all over and they'll just like post up at the fucking Nando's Pokestop and be like, this is our Nando's now. Get out of here. And I'll be like, I don't think so. Go Magmar. And, you know, we'll have to destroy so you, Team Rocket. So you battle in the... In, yeah. Okay. There's okay. battles. There's you are there's three like factions that you join when you start playing and so you are always vying for control of like these different gyms so if your faction doesn't control it you can go and try and knock out the pokemon that are currently sort of housed there and then you can put your own pokemon up as defenders uh there are like big 20 player raids that you can do that like count down to like at 130 at the nondos palkia is going to come stomping around uh and so you can, you know, I guess I'll st- I have yet to do this, but ostensibly team up with 19 other real human beings and just descend upon the Nandos <laughs> to get that good legendary. Um, but then there's also like trading and, and, and there's a Pokedex with like over 700 Pokemon in it to fill out that Henry is like very into. Uh, I say Henry, I'm also very into it. It's it is just cool the community that exists around this game because it is not I would say gigantic like it's not it is not this zeitgeist that everybody's doing I think maybe for a week it was that yeah, when it first yeah. launched but but the players who are still playing it are very hardcore about it and I think it's because it is a a, a game that is sort of associated so closely with one's lifestyle. Yeah. Like, 
I'm going to be walking around anyway because I live in a city uh-huh. and I enjoy exploring the city. Uh, may as well catch a few Pokemon along the way. And then these like really neat like communities pop up. Like there's little Pokemon Go uh, like Discord channels for like, you know, every little <laughs> like uh, a- area in the country really. And you can team up with them and try and work together to do those raids and stuff like that. Um, it's very, 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 very cool now i would say uh and i don't know how long we will keep playing it but i mean we are both still very deeply into it and the way it has dovetailed with our attempt to uh, get henry comfortable in a completely new time zone uh has been nothing short of like kismet yeah. And, uh, yeah, it really it gives him a very kind of easy carrot, you know, cuz if we suggest going to a place he's never been, he can't really envision what he is walking into, but if Griffin's like, "Hey, maybe we can catch some more Pokémon." Like that's that's all we need. Yeah. It's very cool. I'm a, I'll post my trainer code up in the Facebook group or something like that cuz you know I need I need those um, those postcards. Those are important. Every time you hit a Pokestop, you get a, a little postcard, and you can send it to other players, and they can like open it to get items, and then your friendship level like increases, and you get experience points. Um, but you get those from Pokestops, and so uh, I have like a million from this church we used to live close to oh, in yeah, Austin. Yeah. Uh, and I, we would just like, you know, I, I would walk by it sometimes or, or really anytime I left the house, we like had to pass by this church. And so, uh, I'm still sending people postcards from this church in Austin because I have so many of them in reserve. Anyway, it's a cool game. And I thought the idea was cool when it first launched, but the execution was a little bit off, but I, I would say that they have, um, mostly gotten over that now and I'm just having a hell of a lot of fun with it. And so is... So is Henry, and I'm very, I'm, I very much appreciate that. Yeah. Can I steal you away? Yes. Good. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality, and you think, I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghost Rider, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Stiles <laughs> episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can, you can sell uh, your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in wow the yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain griffin yeah you know it's a shame what 
is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? (laughs) It's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. (laughs) Factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, There's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? (laughs) Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. With, I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's John Moe, host of Depression Mode, a podcast about people's mental health journeys. Guess who we got? Guess who? It's Jamie Lee Curtis. I look at life now as the game of guess who, which is simply the process of elimination. I know what I don't like. That's how I found out who I am. Jamie Lee Curtis on addiction, show business, and fooling people. All on Depression Mode from Maximum Fun, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Manolo, we have a show to promote. It's called After Game Show. It's a family-friendly podcast where listeners submit games and we play them with callers from around the world. No, sounds good. New episodes uh, happen every other Wednesday on MaximumFun.org. It's a it's a fast and loose oasis of absurd innocence and naivete. And Are you writing a poem? No, and just saying things from my memory. And uh, it's a nice break from reality. <laughs> Is that, are we allowed to say that? I don't know, it sounds bad. It comes with a 100% happiness guarantee. It does not. <laughs> Come for the games and stay for the chaos. You want to know my thing? Absolutely, I do. My thing. Uh, will come as no surprise to you. Okay. It is the giant panda. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, these guys. These big old guys. These big guys. <laughs> Part of our uh, our salesmanship when it comes to D.C. has always been the pandas. Yeah. Uh, because very, very few places have them. Yeah. Uh, Aren't there only two in America? Two. I mean, two place, two. It's us in San Diego, right? I don't know that it, they have pandas anywhere else. So there are, there are 600 pandas that live in zoos around the world. Oh, okay. But I don't know how those zoos are be, stacked up. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I know that I've never lived anywhere with a panda. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and and I mean, they're just undeniable. You know, they're they're like they're the cutest for a lot of reasons. Um, there aren't many animals where just like when they do anything, anything, you're like. Oh, you fucking scamp! <laughs> look at look at you, literally just sitting down in a corner and scratching I know. your leg. They're like their body composition and their little faces. Like there is no part of a panda that I don't find adorable. Yeah, sure. Um, 
And so I did like a little research on the giant panda and also a little research on how they came to the Smithsonian Zoo. Okay. Uh, so, I will say it's fucked up. The Smithsonian Zoo puts the red panda exhibit right next to the giant panda exhibit, which is way bigger, <laughs> which those red pandas probably look at the giant panda. Well, I mean, I guess they are giant, so they do need a little bit more space. I don't think- but People would just breeze right by red, poor red panda, and I'm over here like- Red Panda stand. Although I do think turning red has boosted the stock yeah, of the right? Red Panda. You would hope so. Yeah. I, I feel like it's very easy to not for me to not associate the Red Panda with the Giant Panda. You know? Well, that's wild. Well, just because they, they're very different in a lot of ways, you know? Why? Or one is red, famously. Well, but also like the way they Once get around, yeah. the way they get around is different, yeah. you know, and their tail, the tail situation. The tail situation is wild, yeah. Uh, so there's a lot I didn't know about pandas. Okay. They're venomous. They have venomous barbs. <laughs> no, basically all pandas do is eat. Uh, they eat 70 to 100 pounds of bamboo each day. That's a lot of bamboo. Uh-huh. I wish we could have had them at our old house when we had wild bamboo all over. You get one panda in there, they'd knock it out in an afternoon. Apparently, the Smithsonian Zoo used to take bamboo donations, which they don't anymore, but like that would have really I would come have handy. happily kept a panda fat and happy <laughs> I with know. our own shitty wild bamboo that I hated so much. Uh, so the, the digestion of a panda is... Um, pretty inefficient which is why they have to eat so much they spend 10 to 16 hours a day feeding uh because they um and I, this is from the world wildlife federation they um and their their logo is a panda so they uh-huh. know what the fuck they're talking about they um they poop 40 times a day <laughs> that's <laughs> Can you imagine, you're spending 10 to 16 hours eating, 70 to 100 pounds of food, and then you're just constantly pooping. Just always kind of pooping. A yeah. Bit. Uh, this is part of the reason when they talk about kind of the, uh, the, the, the crisis around pandas being endangered for a long period of time. Yeah. Part of it is like, who's got time to, yeah. to get busy, yeah. you know? I would love to... <laughs> Tonight is a very special night, <laughs> Melissa. I appreciate you cooking the pot roast. You know it's my favorite. And you've put on some some really smooth music. <laughs> I know what you need tonight, but I cannot give it to you. I cannot stop. I, can't, I have only pooped 26 times today. I have a lot to catch up on. <laughs> I want to respect you and your body, so I don't want to be eating or pooping no. while we're engaged. No. So I'd like to stop both of them, but I can't. I cannot <laughs> because I do it 40 times a day. <laughs> um, in addition, when I talk about the difficulty to get pandas to successfully mate, um, so uh, a female panda is only in heat once a year in the spring for 12 to 25 days. And then this is the article the Smithsonian said, and she's only receptive to mating for two to seven of those days. All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't. That character is really hard to play. <laughs> yes. Right. Gross. Right. Sound like f- familiar. <laughs> you all know what I mean. <laughs> There's a between I I feel like I can make that joke, but also you could very easily lay the pooping forty times a day 
right back at my No, name. I'm not going to do that. No, and I'm not going to do the other thing. Uh-huh. Well, you kind of did a little bit. There was a coon. <laughs> you you have an insatiable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. No. <laughs> uh so so yeah so that's it for the year so if it doesn't work out like yeah we gotta wait a while to try again uh that's why most of the pandas you'll see in zoos are a result of insemination yeah like there are panda couples you know like for example uh the smithsonian zoo has mei zhang and tntn yeah uh which arrived in 2000 uh and they have Produce several offspring, sure. but, but not, not not through their lovemaking. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but I wanted to talk about like how they got started. You know how we talked about presidential gifts and animals? Are you about to tell me there was a president that had a panda bear? Uh, it was a gift. It was a gift. So Ling Ling and Xing Xing were a gift to Pat Nixon uh, when she mentioned in China that she loved pandas. They were like on a visit. And, and they just... In 1972, she's like, oh, you know what? I love pandas. And so they... Gave her two pandas? <laughs> they gave her two pandas. Like, here you go. <laughs> just, we got tons of these guys. Take two. Take a couple. That's <laughs> wild. How do you... A panda seems like it would be a pretty horrible... It poops 40 times a day, <laughs> Pat. Having fun, Pat? So cute and fluff. That was probably a gift in a very like sinister sense. They're like, oh, you love pandas, huh? You really <laughs> love these pandas? All right. Yeah. I hope you don't have carpet. Here they here they come. That's two of them. That means 80, Pat. 80 a day, Pat, between the two of them. Pat, have fun. Uh, so the reason I even knew about this is that when we went to the zoo the other day, they were talking about the 50th anniversary. It was the arrival of those pandas. It happened 50 years ago. April 2022 is the 50th anniversary. Huh. Were they the first pandas in um, in America? I, you know that I can't tell you. Okay. I just I just know that, that that's when the Smithsonian got in the panda game. Okay. I see. Um, and then... Uh, the the current pandas that I mentioned, Mei Shang and TNTN, uh, have been producing cubs. Uh, Mei Shang actually gave birth to a panda at age twenty two, making her the oldest panda to give birth in the United States. Oh, uh, it's kind of exciting. Yeah, I don't know, but also I don't think I want to know the lifespan of a panda. Yeah, I don't actually. <laughs> I didn't look it up. <laughs> I don't, I'm uncomfortable with the idea of them, you know, oofing because it's like they're so, they're so powerful and so cute. I'd like the idea of just they retire. So, so the thing that is kind of, I mean, I, I get it, but so this, this relationship with China and the China Wildlife Conservation Association is kind of how we stay in pandas. Yeah. Uh, and what happens is we, you know, get these pandas together. They produce an offspring, and after about four years, we send them back to China just to help oh, kind of repopulate. Okay. So pandas are actually no longer endangered. They're considered a vulnerable species. I can't imagine there's a lot of panda, like, hunting. I, I don't know. I shouldn't talk out of my ass. It's just uh, it, it doesn't seem like they have many natural predators if they exist mostly in, in, in yeah. captivity. 
Yeah, no, I, I mentioned earlier uh, that there were um, 600 pandas living in zoo, and there are as few as 1,800 giant pandas living just in the wild. Okay. That's so not, It's not a lot. Yeah. Um, so if you go to the Smithsonian Zoo website, there's a panda cam. You can just watch these pandas like anytime you want. They have birthday parties for the pandas. I like that. Um, they also have little like celebrations when when a panda like goes back to China. It feels sad to me. I, I get that it's not, but this idea that these little these parents get together, they spend four years with their baby, and then they send their baby off. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm I'm sure. I'm sure it's different for them, you yeah. know, than it is for, for us. Yeah, we shouldn't project our human yeah. expectations upon these. But I, I'm just, bears. I guess I'm just saying, so Meizhang and Tian are only going to be here until 2023. Oh, my God. Uh, and then they are, they're going back to China. Well, what are they, who are they going to put in that big panda bear exit? Don't tell Henry that. I, I, maybe we get some new pandas. I don't know. <laughs> oh, hold on. Now we're talking fresh, young, sexy, giant pandas. Come in on skateboards. Coming in. What's up, losers? <laughs> um, I love these pandas. I love them so much. I love that when you go to the zoo, it's like half the zoo is basically dedicated to these pandas and all of their merchandise. Um, it is such a big to do. And then you walk in and you just see these big just slow just dum-dums just like sitting <laughs> like like they have four bones in their whole body yeah and like all of this for you you special <laughs> beautiful spherical boy it is it is i mean it's a it's a large habitat and it is easy to kind of tell where the pandas are because people will cluster and if you don't see anybody clustered, most likely you have to go inside. And so what happened to us this last time is that we were like, okay, they're inside. And then by the time we got to the inside, they were back outside we saw again. saw one of their butts just walking away. Not today. <laughs> but we've gone before and seen them just like straight up lo- dead eye looking at us while eating just a big cabbage or something. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you like this? Is this doing it for you? <laughs> Stick around. I got something I'm, I'm going to do a lot today. <laughs> That's pandas. Thank you, pandas. And thank you to Bowen and Augustus for the use of our theme song, Money Won't Pay. You can find a link to that in the episode description. Um, We should, I don't know that we formally said this, but I would hope that people would have the, would put it together that we don't live in Austin anymore. So please, we've shut down that box. Yeah, the P.O. box is no longer and we have not replaced it. We have not replaced it. I don't don't know what the plan is for that. But uh, yeah, please don't send stuff to thank you to everybody that has sent us yeah we don't mention it but it's it's uh people have sent us some really amazing stuff Mm -hmm. we appreciate it uh hey thanks to maximum fun for having us on the network uh go to maximumfun.org check out all the great shows that they have there you're maybe you'll find a new a new favorite maybe you'll find something you just can't get enough of and what i mean we have merch at mcroymerch.com we got some shows coming up uh you can find those at uh bit.ly slash McElroy Tours. <laughs> I don't know. I'll double check on that. Yeah, I think that's it. Thank you for being patient with us while we went bi-weekly there for a little bit. Yeah. Now we're back and better than ever. Yeah. Um, 
um, my body hurts so much. Yeah, we um, we have been unpacking and on our whirlwind tour of the country and of DC, and it has been an exhausting time. Yeah, um, but and sitting in a beanbag chair, yeah, yeah, is probably is not the. I don't feel the best about myself. Not I've just the felt. beanbag chair, but like a beanbag chair we've had for like five or six years now. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't offer a lot of A lot of the support. beans have fused on a sort of molecular level. We left some beans in Austin, I'm sure. For sure. And so I'm based, I'm sitting on the ground. Yeah. And it's and, and it's not doing much for my posture. Do you appreciate, though, that I'm looking directly into your eyes and nowhere else? Um, I because mean, when you were doing your bit, you were looking a lot at your computer. And so I f- did feel like I was trying to get the teacher's attention and <laughs> she just wasn't giving it to me. I'm just saying in your position, I could be looking somewhere else. Yeah. Um, oh, am I? Oh. <laughs> oh, I see. But I'm not. You're not. Because I respect you. And I respect you. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.